Artism Podcast, where we explore creativity, inspiration, and the determination it takes to be an artisan. This podcast is for artisans, by artisans. I'm your host, Kathy Duraghi, and I'm thrilled to introduce you to our next guest. My guest today is Mark Gutman, an entrepreneur, storyteller, adventurer, and idealist who is a friend of beer, coffee, water, wind, waves, beaches, mountains, and snow. And uh, most importantly, though, Mark loves stories. These days, he focuses his energy on Wild Story, the marketing agency for the arts, recreation, and entertainment in Colorado working with brands such as Thor Industries, Airstream, El Cap, Planet Granite, Earthtrex, Movement, and many others. Although Mark is terrified of being on the mic, as he says, he recently performed his own original stand-up comedy set at Caroline's and Broadway in New York City. And he's also the host of his own podcast called Baby Got Backstory which delves into the story behind great brands such as Priceline, UGG, Build-A-Bear, K-Swiss, and many others. Mark lives outside of Boulder, Colorado with his wife and three kids and is an active member of the Entrepreneurs Organization in Colorado. That's where we met. And without further ado, I'd love to invite him to share his story of creativity and entrepreneurship and what keeps him motivated and inspired uh, day in and day out. Welcome, Mark. I'd love to get this conversation going and talk about how you went about crafting this career life integration for yourself. Started out as a creative, and now you've kind of woven that fabric into entrepreneurship. How did you come about that? Yeah, I think... You know, when I, when I reflect back on, on, on this, you know, it really comes down to a, a, a morning uh, when I was about nine years old and I was sitting with my dad, um, who was a lawyer, and uh, I, I remember it very vividly. I was eating Honey Nut Cheerios and I asked my dad, uh, I looked at him, where it's, I, I grew up in Detroit, so I can, I can picture it. It's like kind of this uh, overcast, steel gray, cold kind of light in the kitchen. And I said, dad, do you like your job? And he, he looked at me and I think just to like kind of placate me, he said, yeah, 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 Mark, I, I, I like my job and being one of those like intuitive kids and, and, and just picking up on, on something that wasn't quite right. I, I said, uh, dad, do, do you really like your job? And, and he, he said, Mark, uh, if it was supposed to be fun, it wouldn't be called work. Hmm. And I, and I, and I, and I've really, uh, that's something that's really driven me. I remember being like, you know, I want a job that I love and I, w- I want to find, you know, a life that I love. And so to me, you know, and I grew up in a time where my parents really believed that those were potentially mutually exclusive ideas that you like, you had a job and you had a life and you kept them separate. And so I, 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 I think from a very early age, I was on this journey to always have this this job that I loved and a, and a life that I loved. And so I didn't have a lot of creative role models. Uh, creativity was always this thing that seemed as an elective. When I was in high school, I would uh, take art classes. I would, um, 
you know, but, but, but it always seemed like this thing you did for fun. It didn't seem like anything that I had, uh, as a potential career, even in college, I, you know, I would sneak in, uh, really cool, like sculpture classes. And, and I was just, you know, I, I always thought like, wow, I wish I could do that, but I never really thought of myself as an artist. And, and as a case in point, like I'm my wife now, like, you know, she's a painter. She, she went to art school. She went to art center. I always saw her as an artist. Um, I never really saw myself that way, but as, I was going through college. I uh, I quickly learned that uh, some of the things I was good at and some of the things I, I w- was less good at. I, I declared my my freshman year I was an economics major, and I, and I promptly failed out of economics. And so I had to go find something else to do. And and, and where I really found my people, it was uh, I was an English literature and film person. And uh, in those, in, I, I you know in those film classes, I was writing scripts and making some movies. And I had a, a film professor by the name of Frank Beaver at the University of Michigan. And, you know, he just looked at me and I think this is one of those things that's really powerful in your life. And he just said, look, I, I think you can do this. I think you can do this as a career. And and for me, that was enough. Like, I, you know, he wasn't like, hey, here's a job. He wasn't like, hey, like I have, I have connections for you. He was just like, hey, I think you can do this. So I, I was just some kid from Michigan and I drove my car out, uh, I think with like $900 in my pocket because I thought that was a ton of money. And uh, I got to California and I fell into a job uh, working, driving film around for Disney was my first job for Imagineering. The first film I ever worked on was an Ellen DeGeneres movie uh, for Epcot theme parks. And so I met Ellen like right away. I was like, oh, like there's just stars everywhere, you know, <laughs> like, like it's just like that's LA, that's Hollywood. Uh, and then I quickly, uh, I, I just kept hustling and hustling and I, and I lucked into a job working for Oliver Stone as a story editor. Uh, you know, that's where I really just kind of, fell in love with this idea of like stories and crafting stories and the movie business. But what I quickly also learned that it was a business that it like, I never had really seen it as this thing that was um, super creative. I, I did have like some, some, you know, tough times, like trying to reconcile that. Like, like I always wanted something uh, really important to say, I wanted to be the next Oliver Stone, but the reality was, was I, I wasn't like, I went to, uh, college with with a guy by the name of adam hers and adam is most famous for writing a movie called american pie and at Mm. the time i was so frustrated i was like this guy wrote this like teenage sex comedy about someone that you know destroys a pie and how like this is just ridiculous well you know that that was my experience that's who i was as a kid i grew up in suburban detroit i should have been writing uh movies like that so there was a sense of uh tension and frustration i think a little bit between wanting to maybe be an auteur or an artist and, and realizing that, um, a lot of times, you know, being creative in business is about, um, doing the work in, 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 and the business. And so after a while, I just decided that, you know, the movie business, uh, wasn't, you know, where I wanted to spend the next 20 years of my life. I had loved it. Um, you know, I had set this intention, this goal. I was like, yeah, I kind of, I, I could do this. I'm, I'm making some progress. I've got an agent. I've written some things. I was hired to write a couple scripts. Uh, and with that, I was, I was, uh, I had just written the, uh, multimedia game for a, a movie I worked on called Osmosis Jones, which is pretty interesting, uh, in this, uh, time period because the whole thing is about Chris Rock as a white blood cell who's fighting a deadly virus in Bill Murray's body. So given wow. our pandemic times, yeah, I think yeah. we should do Osmosis Jones too. If anyone's listening, I'm, I'm pitching that right now. Uh, and, <laughs> and, uh, I had written the multimedia game for that. I was doing some, um, episodes of the TV show for Warner brothers. And, and I, I moved to Colorado with my, uh, 
my, my, my wife, uh, who we had just gotten married and we, we intended to just take a break. Um, we weren't, um, going to live here, but, uh, we loved it. And I started going around and I really didn't know how to connect what I was doing in Hollywood, the skills I had, I thought they were very specific to Hollywood. I mean, this is just kind of at the advent of, 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 of the world we know it today. I mean, people weren't walking around with content creation devices on their phones. I mean, I feel like that ages me a little bit, but I remember when the first time I saw a camera on a phone and I thought it was the, the stupidest thing ever. I was like, who is ever going to use a camera on a phone. It took like the pictures looked like you were like in an aquarium or mud. Like they were like, they were like 0.0001 pixel. I don't know. You know, they were like, they were ridiculous. So I couldn't really (laughs) figure out, I, I just couldn't see it and I couldn't figure out how to, how to be a creative. But at the time in Colorado, there was this crazy entrepreneur scene and tech scene. And I, and, and I really, saw creativity in that way where people were solving really interesting problems and doing really interesting things in in displaying creativity in their own way. And so, um, I actually, I got a job working at a telecom company, which I then spun out into my own telecom company, uh, where we sold audio, um, in, in, in video conferencing services, collaboration services, which Mm. again, given our, what's going on right now and how we're all communicating, that was, that was way ahead of the time. And it was a great business, but it was, you know, there were times it was kind of boring, you know, like, like it, it wasn't the most exciting business. It didn't have an actual product to it. It was a lot of like service and technology and software. And so where I found myself as an entrepreneur, you know, I first just fell in love with the creativity of being an entrepreneur. I mean, you know, when you start your first business, there's so much you don't know. There's so much to learn. There's so much like that every day was just fueling me. And it was a new challenge and how to, how to, how to tackle that challenge in a creative way. And then in the business, my, my talents were really all around using the skills I had learned in the movie business, which I didn't know at the time to, to brand and market the business in a way that was interesting and compelling. And so, um, you know, those were the things I was doing. Again, I never like saw myself as a brander or a marketer. I was like, well, I'm just doing these things. Branders or marketers are people that worked at agencies or did, you know, have all this experience or did all these other things. Um, but, but I was employing those, those techniques. And then after a while, people started saying, Hey, like, I, I like what you're doing at your company can you help me? And even at first I was like, no, no, that's not what I do. And after a while I started, you know, helping friends and taking jobs. And, and and then as my, as my company continued to grow and mature, that that's when I really started to feel that pull again. And I was like, all right, the, the freshness of branding the company and marketing, it has kind of worn off and I really, I need to do this again. And so, uh, that's when I started to explore how could I, uh, actually be a creative and uh, make money. Because to me, as, as I'd mentioned earlier, there had to be this like economic component. Mm-hmm. There had to be this like way to, cause I, I you know, I, I have to, I, I have to make a living. Like I, I'm not, you know, independently wealthy. And so how can I um, do the things that I love, which were, you know, uh, telling stories, being creative, connecting with, with businesses um, as well as be creative. And I really found a sweet spot um, here in Colorado, uh, which is a little bit of a company town when it comes to recreation, outdoors, lifestyle type companies, um, entrepreneurship, which we have a very strong entrepreneur community. And then of course, storytelling or that branding component uh, for businesses. I love that. And I love the fact that you're kind of building on this, like building blocks. First, really thinking about it as a job then thinking about it as a career and then coming to this point of, no, it's actually a business. And 
you know, each of those kind of just builds upon each other. And however, it takes a lot of guts and grit to walk away from two things that you're successful at. You know, first you did it in Hollywood. Then with the tech company, you got to a point that said, you know what? No, I'm going to do something different and I'm going to start fresh again. Where did you get that determination to just one, to walk away? Where did you get the strength to walk away? And secondly, where did you get that determination to start something new for yourself? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a, of a blessing and a curse. I mean, I think when I was younger, I just had this innate ability to know what I wanted in some regards. Like, hey, I wanted this job that I loved. I wanted to be happy. And, you know, and I got into a point where, where I, uh, I wasn't loving the work and I wasn't loving what I was doing, but also knowing like not what I don't want to do. And so I, you know, I, I knew that, um, you know, and I had gotten there and, and, and I looked around and I said, you know, I can do this. And, and I don't want to sit here and say like, it was a very easy decision to leave. It wasn't. I mean, I, I anguished over it. I felt like I, I had in a lot of ways, I, I was like, the, the conversation I was having with myself was like, Mark, don't be stupid. You've gotten like, you worked really hard. You are like poised to do well. Like, is this some sort of like self-sabotage? Like, or like, why are you leaving? But it, you know, I did a lot of soul searching at that time. The first time I did it, it really came out of just conversations with my wife. Uh, you know, and again, she just said something really simple. Like, like it just, you can, you can leave. She just gave me permission to, to, to do something different. And that's all I needed to hear. And, and then I gave myself permission. Um, as I got older, it, you know, it's been a lot of self-discovery. It's been a lot of conversation. It's been a lot of, you know, every now and then that story that I tell about myself and making that pivot can either be a really positive, hey, I'm, I'm the building block story, or it could be like, hey, I failed at that. And, and, I, and I bounce back and forth in that. And, and I think one of the things that's been really helpful and powerful to me is, uh, you know, things like an organization that, that we're both part of, like EO and Forum and, and talking through that and, and understanding what I really want. But I think at each one of those times, there's this idea of taking stock of my life and just making sure that I'm doing the things that I want to do. I think I have an innate fear of waking up one day and and being like, I shouldn't have done that, or I wasted my time, or um, I could have done something differently. And so I'm constantly um, like taking stock. And I do believe in this idea more than ever that you know we go through phases in our life, we go through reinvention, and and that's okay. Um, as I sit here and I talk about it on this podcast, I mean, that sounds real logical and it feels real good. A lot of times it's really hard in the moment to to come to terms with that and to, to yeah. be okay with that. So it's a bit of a struggle, but it's I think it's a little bit how I'm wired. Um, and so far it's served me really, really well. And I think I'm genuinely a really curious person. I think that one of the curses of being a creative person is that once you feel like you've solved something, it's really hard to continue solving that problem. And I think that's something that really weighs down on a lot of creatives. So, you know, an example is, oh, I, I, I figured out kind of how the movie business works. I can move on. Not to say that I mastered it or anything like that, but I think in our own minds, that's the way it works. I mean, bringing it into my work, it's really hard for me to take clients through the same strategy session over and over and over again. Clients love that. They want the, they want the repeatable process. I want something new and fresh and exciting and different and, you know, and, and, and things like that. And so, um, you know, I think create creative people really struggle from that. And I think that's why creative people also really struggle from building businesses because a lot of a business is being systematic. It's yeah. being repeatable. 
it's doing things over and over again. And so, you know, again, I, I think it's interesting that I'm self-aware and even with all the self-awareness, I still fall into the trap all the time and I got to like pull myself out. So it's kind of like, I don't know if you meditate, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you're meditating with your mantra, your mantra, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, like I, I was just somewhere totally off and yeah. you come back to your mantra, you know? And, 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 and that's what it feels like a little bit to me is like, like, like I know it's there, I get off track and you just got to keep recentering. Yeah, that's uh, that's such a great analogy with the mantra. It absolutely happens. So we're in this really strange time right now. This this great pause, uh, and unfortunately, some incredibly talented people have been laid off um, to no fault of their own. It's just what's happening with with the economies of the world. Any feedback? Any, I guess, any words of inspiration for those who, you know, who have been affected right now and anything that you can share in terms of how, you know, you bounce back from failure and have kind of kept yourself up and motivated to keep going. Yeah. I mean, I think that like, we're no different, you know, our business has been impacted. Um, it's been a really difficult time. I, you know, every day I get a newsletter from some, you know, branding or marketing, uh, organization I follow and they're furloughing employees. So like, uh, it's like all around us. And I think, you know, what I've been doing, it's, it's really interesting. I, I don't know why I've been doing this, but like, I've been getting up, uh, every morning at the same time I get dressed for work. Uh, I've been shaving, uh, which, you know, even in my normal life, I don't, I don't really do that before the pandemic. I, I typically <laughs> have like a beard or facial hair, but I, there's something, like, so that, that's just one thing I've really been, um, trying to do, do for myself is have some sense of normalcy in that regard. I've also really been recentering on our own purpose. So I, I've been really thinking about like, what, what is this? Like, like I'm, it's such a great reset opportunity. So coming out on the other side of the pandemic, or I don't even know if like we're really going to come out on another side. I think we're going to kind of come into it, but um, you know, where do, where, where do I want this? Like, this is like another one of those recentering moments that we've talked yeah. about where I'm, where I'm taking stock and I'm thinking of this as a great opportunity. I personally, I just wrote a, uh, a new manifesto for the company about what we're all about. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm investing in the company and not necessarily from a, an economic uh, p- point of view, but from a creative point of view. So I'm keeping my creative muscles uh, strong. I'm continuing to work them out. I'm writing, I'm creating visual content. I'm, I'm recording our own podcast. I'm talking to other creatives. I'm just trying to stay in the game. And one of the things that I feel that for uh, whether you are employed as a creative or uh, you have your own business, one of the big learnings I've always had from other business successful business leaders, people I've interviewed on my podcast, is like you just got to stay in the game, mm-hmm. you know. And you just got to st- if you stay in the game, your your odds of of continuing and having a long career are are, are very good. Um, also, you know, I've 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 had some down moments. You know, it's it's not all positive. And so I've been doing things like I've been returning to mindfulness and meditation. I've been, I've had days where I've just got, I've just sulked. I've just been sad. Uh, and then, and then, uh, and then when I feel that I typically will go outside, I'll get active. I'll, I'll, I'll just go do something different and, um, and, and try to get out of the house. And then, Lastly, I mean, for me, I don't, I don't know what your life's been like, but I, I know that you have a very, um, hectic travel schedule. I know you're all over the world, uh, doing different things like travel and adventure was such a huge 
part of my life, but it had gotten to a point where um, I do think it was kind of like running me instead of me running it. And so I've really been leaning into this moment of, of quiet and family time. And um, I actually love the routine of having a schedule, like being in the same place each day and, and having a list that I get through and, and, and doing different things. And so all these things and so, and so part of my advice, or my, I'm not big on advice, I'm more big on a experience share, I'd say, but part of that is I, I really want to remember, you know, the things that, that the benefits that this, this time has given me and mm-hmm. perspective. And I don't want to return to some of the things that didn't, like, I want to be able to say no to things that I don't want to do. Uh, I want to, you know, be more protective of my time. And I really want to uh, remember the, to me, the moments that matter. In, in, in those are either with family or getting outside or having the headspace to really focus on a piece of client work that, you know, before I was like, so I was like running around, you know, doing so many things that I, I just didn't really have that. So it's been, it's been a really, that those have all been, been upsides. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, I, I think that, you know, when, when I talk to so many like colleagues and friends that I know that have started agencies, usually they start out of inspiration, desperation, or frustration. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, I, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be in desperation and I think that's okay. Like, I think that like, if you're a creative and you have a job, like you have this amazing opportunity either to either tell a new story about yourself, to rewrite your story. You know, if you're someone that's been working, I don't know, in, a, in an industry you're not that excited about, and there's something you've always dreamed of, this is your chance. You know, if you're, uh, let's say you, you work on visual identity, start building some conceptual visual identities for that dream space. Use this as a, as a time to build your portfolio and put that stuff up on Behance or, or, or get out there, you know, like really explore that. Or if you've always dreamed of starting a business, now is your time. Like, like now is you know, the time. You know, I, I, I really believe that. And so there's so much opportunity, there, there's so much obstacle and so much challenge right now. I I don't want to say that there's not, but there's also so much opportunity. And so for those people that are creative, I think that we need to look at those. When's the last time you could work on your portfolio? When's the last time that you could write or design or build an imaginary campaign that you've always dreamed of for that dream client? Go do that. And, And that becomes a piece of work that can become the, the springboard for the, for the next phase of your career. You know, it's always so important to have a moment to be able to be still and think and be strategic and ideate. And in a regular day, we just really don't have that time. And, you know, as difficult as I think this moment has been, it's been a gift of time and an opportunity to just just think. And to your to your point, you know, what's my purpose? How can I reconnect with that? I love the fact that you rewrote the manifesto for your business and you've just going to brought it back to what you want it to be going forward. Yeah. I mean, I, I really wanted to think about, you know, what was important to me? Who did I want to work with? What impact did I want to make in the world? And, and I'll share it with you really quickly because I think it's important to say that my impact might not seem like I'm saving babies. So my impact is like, I am on a mission to help the world opre one brand at a time. Mm-hmm. And opre is French for the after. And a lot of times here in Colorado, we say opre ski. Mm-hmm. But to me, 
the after, the, the after the work day, that is the time that's special. Those are the times where we connect with family. Those are the times where we do the things we love. Those are the times that we connect with our passions. And so that's not to say that work's a bad thing because opera is earned. You got to work hard to get your opera. But those are the those are the things that are really important to me. And so I'm on a mission to help the world opera. I, I wrote like a long uh, manifesto about it, the things that 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 inspired me. But it's also very clear to tell like the world what kind of clients I want to work with, where I want to spend my time. I want to help brands that help other people enjoy the time after and the time after work. And so uh, again, it helped me reconnect because. Uh, I feel like uh, my business and my agency had a little, you know, we, we kind of like uh, uh, broadened out and we had kind of uh, expanded and become a little bit of all things to all people. And, and now we're refocused and really remembering why we're here. And I think that all this still time that you mentioned, all the quiet time really helped me remember that and, and mm-hmm. what's important to me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What would you say, uh, just the three things that you've kind of learned in your, you know, in your career getting to this point um, specifically at this moment, kind of along the way, mm. what are some of those? You know, I think for me, I think action always beats inaction. Uh, this is another one of the things that I'm not perfect at. Like this is like a, it's in process. Like, and I'm always trying because I I'll overthink things or I'll think about things, but I think getting an action, uh, you know, is, is always better. And that's hard for a creative. Sometimes we, we have blocks, we, we, we just like struggle. And so, you know, and, and I think one of the reasons I'm scared about it is because, and I think this is probably my second one is you're, as a creative, you're probably going to strike out a majority of the time. You know, everything can't be a hit. Everything can't be awesome. Like I, I really can't, you know, I've had other jobs and there's really no other careers I can think of. And maybe you can think of them where you routinely present your work and you don't know if someone's going to like it, you know, and there's also a chance where someone's going to like tell you they don't like it. And, and so, you know, I have always had an emotional connection to my work. I'm also trying to work on that, but I think you're like, look, you're going to strike out a majority of the time. Everything can't be a hit. And that creativity in business doesn't always mean blowing minds. And, and that's another lesson that I've, I've, I'm, I'm working on. But I always want to like hit home runs. I always want people to carry me out of the room on their shoulders. I want that like Don Draper moment where I'm like pitching something and everyone's like, you're amazing, you know. But like really like creativity most of the time is about finding solutions to problems that aren't that sexy. And a lot of times a lot of creative solutions shouldn't be noticed. And that's kind of an interesting, that's kind of an interesting thought, right? Or, or, or as the creative, we need to, to, to slip into the background and let our clients shine and let their brand shine and their message shine. It's not really about us. And that's sometimes hard, but mm-hmm. that's, that's the reality. So uh, all three of those things, I'm kind of just, I'm aware of, uh, I've learned them and I'm always working on them. That, that, you know what? That's awesome. Especially the very first one, the action beating in action. I think we're at a time now because of fear. Some people can be frozen in fear and be in complete inaction. So that's a really great lesson lesson to like just just keep moving, keep moving, work on that portfolio, work on like all the things that you had said previously. So great, great lesson. And yeah, when we're when it's a paid job for someone else, it's really the client's, you know, it's creating for the client, not necessarily creating for what we want. Speaking of creativity and having a different outlet for creativity, I'd love to hear a little bit about your uh, stand-up routine. 
<laughs> How did that come about? <laughs> yeah, so I, I I don't know if I'll be doing any of the routine. It's probably not uh, safe for work. But I think that um, as a writer, like I'm always looking to challenge myself, and I really believe. Um, you know, I know you're interested in like, where does inspiration come from? You know, how do you get out of dry spells? I just believe in consistently challenging myself and growing. And that is a, a, a creative outlet that I've always admired and I've always looked at and I've said, I could never do that. Um, and, and, and I think as soon as I said that to myself, that was the little light bulb that said, you should do that. Now, what, 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 what may surprise you is I do not like being on camera. Uh, I do not like being in front of an audience uh, in a way where I have to um, entertain them as the, as the sole, the sole uh, person on stage. And something that's really interesting about stand-up that I learned that I kind of didn't realize is that like this is your truth. Like You're putting this out in the world thinking – it's a very authentic form of, of of creativity and expression because you're saying this is my view on the world. I think this is both funny and worth talking about. Like I've got all these people here um, that are that are here to hear something that I have to say. And you know, to me, that's way scarier than giving a keynote about branding where it's peppered with a little bit of jokes and entertainment. But that's not the purpose. You know, the purpose yeah. is to like hear about you know things that are probably not as personal to me. Uh, and so it was a really, really just big personal challenge. And I hired a comedy coach and, uh, and I went for it. And, you know, and, and part of the, uh, the payoff was to really put myself in a position that was um, real. And so the, 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 the final outcome was to do a show in, in New York City at Caroline's on uh, Broadway. And, and it went, you know, I had a we, we had a run through the night before. I had a full on panic attack. I don't think I've ever had a panic attack in my life. So uh, even now I can feel it in my chest. Right <laughs> <laughs> but um, but but I went out there and I did great and I, and I've had a, and it's one of these things that like you know I've written a lot of jokes for the, for movies and things like that but it was it was really fun and, and it was an opportunity for me to comment on different things it was you know uh, things that I had seen and, and really learn at least taste the 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 craft of stand up and there really is a craft and in, in a way to do it and it's something that I might return to but certainly have a lot of other creative endeavors that I'm always chasing as well. Oh my gosh, I love that. And that's instant feedback, right? You don't have to yeah, I mean you're right there, you deliver it and you either get that result that you want or you don't. And you have to really quickly pivot if and or keep your cool if you don't get the results that you want. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, yeah. And, you know, and, and you just such a respect for, for up comedians and understanding what they go through and how they, they form jokes and test jokes. And so it, it's crazy and, uh, I love it. And, uh, yeah, I, I love, you know, it's kind of interesting now too, because we're in such a golden age of stand up comedy. I mean, you know, you go to Netflix and there's just amazing stand-up comedy available and you know it hasn't always been that way and you know, that's an interesting industry right like what's going on there like what's going to happen with 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 comedy clubs and that art form and, and and things like that and i think you know probably for the foreseeable future the new content will be things on netflix and stuff like that yeah. but there is and always has been something so magical about that shared experience you know, whether it's the, you know, the movies, comedy, uh, I'm a big, uh, theater goer, uh, to Broadway series here in Denver and, and, and go out to things in uh, New York city. I mean, it'll be interesting to see where we go. Like I, I, you know, for me, that's probably the thing I miss the most right now. The human connection, the in-person human connection. In-person human connection, the shared experience, um, 
Yeah, those types of things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's take a pivot back into into work and into hiring. You know, when you are looking for creative collaborators and when you are looking to add to your team, what's important to you? How do you kind of, you know, especially with people starting out in their careers and or just you know having pivoted into this new new space. Yeah, I think, you know, first and foremost, they have to have the skill, but I don't labor over that. I don't spend a lot of time, I assume, uh, if, either if they come as from a reference or from an agency or I even see their portfolio, great, you have the skill. I think for me, it really is about cultural fit. Um, and it's really about like a, a can-do attitude. And, you know, I've worked with a lot of creatives and they and there's a lot of like, I don't have the energy to um, be spending a lot of time uh, with friction and, 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 you know, going back and forth. And so like, I want people that have uh, a real can do attitude and are real focused on how to, uh, get the job done. And so, uh, you know, and, and they have to have like, like, I just want them to be like excited about the work, you know, and there's no one way to get excited about the work. I mean, you can be excited about the client. You can be excited about the actual, uh, thing we're working on, say it's a logo or something, uh, you could be really, but I just want you to be excited about the work because, uh, and I think I mentioned this in the manifesto, I firmly believe that stuff gets embedded into our work. And so, uh, that the work has, you know, this sort of energy that, you know, if we're into it, it, it lives in the work itself and, th- and that's what makes happy clients. So th- that's what I'm primarily looking for. Great. It's a, definitely a combination of the skills and the, the personality and the culture fit that go, go hand in hand. So as a final question, as we kind of come to the top of our hour here, I want to talk about curiosity. How do you keep yourself curious and what are you currently curious about? <laughs> Such a well, good. What are you not curious about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know. I think with curiosity, and I'll steal. I'll paraphrase uh, from someone that I, I believe that you know as well. He was on my podcast, but he's also spoken at a lot of EO events. Is a guy by the name of Jeff Hoffman, and he was the founder mm-hmm. of Priceline.com. And Jeff talks about having this endless sense of uh, of childlike wonder, looking at the world with awe, like a child. And I think. For me, that's really always coming back to that and remembering, look, look, I have this, I have the same insecurities, the same fears. Sometimes I feel like I'm like, man, I'm getting old or I'm too old to be in a creative field or whatever. Um, I think it's like always realizing that you're always growing, that you're always a child. And I've, I, I love to learn. I love to immerse in new things. I love to have that, that first feeling of, uh, when you learn a new skill like stand-up comedy or, or where you're a fish out of water. I mean, there's just something really exhilarating about not knowing something, but knowing that you will know about something. And so, um, you know, that, that's what keeps me curious. I also think it's just like whenever I put myself in someone else's shoes, I get really curious. So when I really practice this idea of true empathy where I'm like, you know, I wonder what it's like to be in their shoes. I wonder what it's like to go through their their experience, I get really, really curious. And that's, that tends to, to lead to, to a lot of different things. Um, and then what was the, what was the other part of the the question? Curiosity. And I don't remember that was, that was it. Oh, so, no, it was, what are you curious about today? 
oh, what am I curious about today? And I think I think you hit it. What am I not curious about? But like, I'm curious. But like from a, from a work standpoint, like I'm really curious about what this world's going to look like going forward. I mean, yeah, in some ways, this really really sucks. Like, <laughs> and it's hard. And and you know, but it is our reality. And so it's also I'm kind of fascinated that we're in a a period of time that will be remembered, that will be uh, impactful, that's going to be life-changing. And so as, as I get older, I realize those don't happen very often. So mm-hmm. what I'm very curious about, like I'm sure most people, what does the, the future look like? But in, in a way that where can I contribute? Where can I be a part of that future? How are brands going to go forth in this in this new world and continue? Because at the end of the day, like, we are continuing. We are moving forward. We're not. Um, we're not in a collective fetal position. I mean, life will go on, and what will that look like? And and how will we move forward? And how will we take what we've learned and and apply it to what we're doing? So, uh, yeah, I'm really curious about that. And I think just like lastly, I'm just really curious. Like, will I be able to personally maintain some of these um, some of these convictions that I shared earlier about like what I want my life to look like? And so I'm curious to see how this has changed me uh, as an individual and how it'll change me going forward. And, and yeah, I'm just, I'm really curious. And I guess lastly, like I've been thinking a lot about how this has just changed the family and the home, you know, and the family table and like, what, what does that look like? You know, I mean, I think mm-hmm. even like the, the millennial generation was so about like tiny homes and experiences over home and all this kind of stuff. Well, is is that, is that going to continue, you know, or is there, is that flip-flopped? Is that like, like, like putting myself in the, in their shoes, that must just be like crazy. That must be like a total gut punch to your worldview. <laughs> like all of a sudden, like, you know, it, it's different. And so how are we all going to adapt and how, you know, are we all going to come together? I'm, I'm really curious about all those things. Well, thank you for sharing your insights. Uh, how can people find you? Where can they find you? Uh, well, uh, I, I'm not very creative. In, in this regard, everyone can find me on almost every social media channel at, at Mark Gutman, M-A-R-C-G-U-T-M-A-N. Uh, whatever it is, I'm there. Reach out to me there. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm hyperactive, but I am responsive. And then uh, through for our company at wildstory.com, www.wildstory.com. And as you've heard, I've had a little bit of a, a wild story myself. And so that's uh, where, where, where the name comes from. But uh, uh, you can, you can always, uh, look me up there and, uh, check me out and as well as the baby got backstory podcast on all major platforms. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you for spending time with us here, Mark, and to share your, your origin story with the creatives out there. And especially at this time where it's important to know that, you know, one can bounce back, just be, be purpose driven, take the time to really think and reflect and carve out what it is that you want to do next. So thank you for that. Stay in the game. That's right. Thank thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me, Caddy. This has been great. And I always love talking to you. Fabulous. Thank you so much. That was Mark Gutman of Wild Story. You can find Mark on social at Mark Gutman, as well as check out wildstory.com for the work that he does. And finally, you can listen to uh, his amazing podcast, Baby Got Backstory, on iTunes. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Artisan Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Artisan Creative, 
a staffing and recruitment firm specializing in creative, marketing, and digital talent. You can find us online at artisancreative.com or via social channels at Artisan Creative. We look forward to connecting.